0: chose to join the Poitras Ponderings podcast again this week. This week marks five months of podcasts and we feel as if things are really starting to find their groove. episode, Jim speaks to us about the 80-20 principle, or the 80-20 rule. Undoubtedly, the material covered this week will truly cause you to pause, to ponder, and hopefully to project as well, while you make needed adjustments on how you are approaching life. Without any further delay, your host, Jim Boydress.
1: Good day. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings Podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and we project. I've been doing quite a bit of pondering lately, despite just coming through our general conference week and a very, very busy schedule. But I've been thinking about the 80-20 rule or the 80-20 principle. Uh, Some refer to it in connection with the law of the vital few. John Maxwell talks about the law of explosive growth, investing in a few people, and they in turn will go ahead and invest in others, and there is explosive growth that takes place. But the 80-20 principle, have you ever heard of the Pareto principle? Uh, It's something that's used in leadership and in management. Uh, For example, when it comes to time management, the rule suggests that 20% of your activities will account for 80% of your results. Just 20% of your activities will account for 80% of your results. Or others have said 20% of time will produce 80% of our productivity. The 80-20 principle. With all of those people that you are acquainted with and you have various relationships with at varying levels, probably 20% of those that you are acquainted with, they're going to make you the happiest. Even when it comes to church work, and I've been thinking a lot lately about working with volunteers and working with volunteer leaders and trying to think of ways that we can recruit more volunteers in the local church for the task at hand. My particular pastor has a great vision of establishing 10 churches in our area and having 10,000 disciples, 10,000 leaders as part of our church system. But the Pareto Principle says that 20% of people in the church will be doing 80% of the work. The rest, the 80%, probably have a service mentality, but that's spelled S-E-R-V-E-U-S, serve us mentality. And somehow in our local churches, we need to move from a spectator mentality to a participator type of mindset, because 20% of the people in our church will do 80% of the work. And unfortunately, it's the same 20% that will become involved with just about anything that requires volunteers in the local church. And face it, it's more realistic to say that 10% of the people in our church are doing 90% of the work. Dr. Matt Capps said this, in church life, it is usually said that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. In other words, 80% of the congregation remains passive when it comes to living on mission for God. Dr. Matt Capps. Another interesting article that I'll talk more about in this particular session, Bob King. Often the 80-20 rule is used as a crutch to have an excuse for why the church can't do more or do ministry better. Fighting it is like trying to stop water from flowing downhill, exasperated church leaders believe. That was Bob King. He also said, It is the most common lament in the volunteer management world, why do the same few volunteers seem to be doing all of the work? Uh, This particular author, Bob King, uh, argues that in a lot of churches, it's not really 80% versus 20%, 20% of the people doing 80% of the work. It's a whole lot more, like as I've mentioned, 10% of the people doing 90% of the work. So somehow in the organizations that we represent, the churches that we represent, the missions movement that we represent, we've got to find ways to implement good volunteer management principles so that we can swing things in a positive direction. In fact, uh, social scientists say if 2% of the culture will move in a particular direction, the 2% can actually change the culture. As I probably said before on the Poitras Ponderings podcast, that right decisions done repeatedly over time will compound your success. I even noticed in a book that I was reading lately called Mining for Gold, and I was wanted to learn more about being a life coach. I want to be a coach to people. I want to be an encouragement to people. Uh, Coaching is a bit like mentoring, but not totally. Uh, With coaching, they say that the person being coached should speak 80% of the time, and the coach should speak 20% of the time. And I got to repent because just last night I was talking to someone, maybe in that role as a dad, as a mentor, and as a coach. And I walked away from that thinking, wow, poetress, you may have paused and pondered, but you projected way more than 20% of the content in that particular session. The Pareto principle, 80% versus 20%. 20% of the people will do 80% of the work. I read a very interesting article, and I've already mentioned the author's name. His name is Bob King. And he wrote an article that was entitled, The 80-20 Rule in Churches. You can't change it much, but a little change Will go a long way. And he talked about how that recruiting volunteers, it's like this mammoth gigantic task, and it is usually so difficult. Now here's what happens: if you don't recruit more volunteers, then the volunteers that you presently have, they are going to suffer from volunteer fatigue. Volunteer fatigue. So the super volunteers on your team, the super volunteers in your church, the super volunteers in your nonprofit organization, eventually they're going to get burned out if you're not able to recruit more people to assist. When it comes to the local church, if you don't recruit more volunteers and volunteer leaders, there will be people sitting on the seats that will feel left out because they have not been asked to go ahead and take part in being a volunteer in the local church. You say, well, we advertise in the church bulletin. Uh, We advertise in our announcement videos. None of that really works as well as you actually walking up to someone and speaking to them face to face and asking them to be involved as a volunteer on your team. And taking the Pareto principle, whether it's 10% doing 90% of the work or 20% doing 80% of the work, if you'll just try to increase that to 30, 70, 30% of the church doing 70% of the work, you will have a 50% increase in the number of volunteers that you currently have. So we've got to find ways, even according to this article by Bob King, that we can recruit people. Otherwise, we have a very large group of church goers and they're Sunday only members. Sunday only. That's when they invest in the church. And we can't use the 80-20 principle rule as a crutch, something to lean on that we just can't go ahead and make a change. So what do you do? Well, here's a few options when it comes to Recruiting volunteers for the local church. Number one, you can ask people in a personal way to get involved on your team. Many are just sitting on the sidelines. They're just waiting for someone to come along and say, can you get involved? Can you get involved with the the life groups, the children's ministry, uh, the red carpet teams, the shock and awe, whatever you call your teams in your local church? You need to go ahead and get personal enough that you ask people face to face whether or not they want to be involved as a volunteer on your team. And we can't go ahead and expect that pastor will do all of the recruiting for the volunteers because his reach or her reach may only extend to about 20% of the congregation. So it's got to be more people trying to get others involved than just the pastor or the pastoral team. That's why at my local church, they have a decision tree that even makes it easier for local church leaders, ministry leaders, to make the decision on who is the volunteer on that particular team. And, of course, the heavy duty, the big responsibility, ministries and ministry leadership uh, responsibilities and positions, those are the responsibility of the pastor, but the pastor has empowered the ministry leaders, the administrators of ministries, to go ahead and recruit volunteers. And in accordance with certain guidelines, they can even go ahead and approve a volunteer on their team. I think that when it comes to volunteers in the local church and this 80-20 rule, I think that it's possible that we need to think more about creating on-ramps for people to get involved in ministry, that there are marked on ramps in the church or in the the ministry or in the organization that will allow people to know what are the opportunities for involvement in the local church. Maybe that's a ministry fair. Maybe that's a a listing of opportunities on the church website. Maybe that's listing it out into the church's app uh, or things like serve now by getting people to serve, that servanthood service permeates the entire culture of the church right from the very beginning, right to the end. So make clearly identifiable on-ramps into volunteer positions in the local church. And if you're going to have on ramps, then you need to have an opportunity for people to try out your particular ministry and see whether or not they really want to buy in. And that takes a little bit of time for that to happen. They're not just going to jump smack into the middle of your particular ministry or responsibility in the local church but there needs to be an opportunity for these volunteers to go ahead and try it out before they buy into what you're doing. And if there are on ramps, there also should be exit ramps as well because not everybody is going to be a good fit for your team. And not everyone is going to be able to take four or five responsibilities in the local church as a volunteer and still do their 40 hours a week at their workplace. So there needs to be that opportunity for people to exit from your team and for you to go ahead and recruit other people. The 80-20 rule or principle can do a great deal of service for you in your ministry, in your local church. First of all, if you studied out and only 10% of the people on your team or in your church or under your leadership, 10% doing 90% of the work my dear brother, my dear sister, my friend, that's just got to change, that's just not good. And when you look at 80, 20, 20% of the people doing 80% of the work, there also has to be a change there. The only way to get kingdom expansion, I've said before, is to go ahead and have stewardship expansion. To have a kingdom expansion, church expansion, ministry expansion, there has to be a way that you are recruiting more volunteers on your team or your organization. So try to recruit 25%, 25% of the people doing 75% of the work, or 30% of the people doing 70% of the work. It can be done. If you will just pause and ponder and project and work it out and keep going after it until you get more volunteers involved with what you're doing, because we have a gigantic task uh, in my church organization. We say it's the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. The whole church needs to be mobilized to take this gospel to the ends of the earth. Not everyone will be a missionary, but every one of us can be a goer. We can go in person. We can go in prayer. We can go in purse. We can be involved in the great task of the Great Commission. And when it comes down to your ministry, your local church, at my local church, we say experience life now. It's so simple. Pastor has a tremendous vision, but we've got to go ahead and recruit volunteers and volunteer leaders so that we can accomplish and reach the vision that has been projected and has been cast. So the Poitras Ponderings podcast this week, how will you go about increasing the number of volunteers that you have on your team? How will you go about increasing the number of volunteers that you have in your organization. If you say, well, I'm not really a a leader, Uh, I'm not really involved in that, get involved, get involved. Go ahead and change the odds, change the equation. You could make it 21% of the people in your local church being involved in the work of God on the local level, coming right down to your marriage relationship, if you happen to be married. I don't think that marriage, and I'm about to celebrate next week, my 36th wedding anniversary. And uh, I'm actually sitting in my van right now, waiting for my beloved wife to come and take her place beside me, the queen of the Poitras household. But 36 years of marriage, Uh, I think that when it comes to marriage and relationships, it's not 50-50. It's not always fair, and it's not always even. Sometimes, even in our relationships, I'm not saying about mine because that's not the way it is, but we've got to go ahead and increase the percentage of our involvement to make that marriage relationship last and be strong. I know people who are tremendous friends and they're willing to invest so much more into a relationship, a friendship, than they will ever get out of it. The 80-20 rule. 20% of your time will produce 80% of your results. 20% of communication in a coaching relationship should allow for the person you're coaching to have 80% to communicate with you in conversation and talk it out so that they can move forward in the ministry that God has called them to. The 18-20 rule. I'm leaving you now, good friends. Hopefully, since you paused, you will ponder and you will project what you can do to make a change in volunteer management at your local level Or the level that you're currently at. God bless you. See you next time. It's the Poitras Ponderings podcast.
0: What a great episode that was. Come back again next week to see what Jesus and Jim have in store for you.